Welcome to Raising Parents Podcast, a podcast created for supporting parents in the journey of parenting. My name is Harold Bradshaw. I'm the Family Ministries Pastor at Highland Park Community Church, and I love to serve this podcast. So thanks for joining us, and I think you'll be glad you did. Today, we are gathered with two of my favorite people. They are youth pastors here in Casper, and I have known them for a little while now, and uh, I'm really excited to hear what they have to say in answer to this question. Uh, what is it that every youth worker, every youth pastor, would like parents to know about the youth that they serve and how um, they could possibly support them in serving their youth? So um, I'm here with Brittany Valentine and Jason Parentoni. So Brittany, welcome. How are you? Hey, I'm good. Glad to be here. Awesome. Jace, you doing all right? I'm doing well. Absolutely. Good Glad deal. You guys, thanks so much again for being here. Brittany, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to be a youth pastor. Well, yeah, that one, um, that one's been an adventure for sure. Um, you know, accepted Christ as my savior at 12 and, um, at 13 is when, uh, I, uh, I felt called to ministry and I had seen, um, young women. It actually started through leading worship, um, praise and worship music. Mm-hmm. Saw young women leading worship at a conference and was like, you know, I think I, I could sing. I knew I could sing. I knew I had that ability. So I was like, I think, I want to do that. I want to glorify God with that talent. I want to do that. And so, um, you know, going on this adventure to figure out what that is and um, going through high school and middle school with that desire, but just not sure how to pursue it as a career. And um, in the midst of all that, you know, I I did, I served in in my middle school youth group, actually. And that that was a cool experience for me just then, but I didn't think much of it, just thought, you know, I love that I got to pour into young girls um, in high school. And then as I went into college, I finally did decide to pursue a degree in music and, and okay. worship. And in the midst of that, I was like, you know, I want to also volunteer my time outside of school. I was at a Bible school, so I want to volunteer my time outside of school. And I found that in a youth group. So through, uh, through my worship degree, I uh, got an internship here at Highland Park Community Church and yeah. in the worship arts department and loved that here. Um, but at the end of that, I got this invitation from a youth pastor here right. saying, hey, uh, would you be interested in coming back for another internship? But yeah. this one's going to be different. We want you to be our youth worship intern. Okay. And... Uh, came back for that. And that was an amazing summer and learned so much. And then lo and behold, about two years later, I got this call from that same youth pastor saying, Hey, we would like you to come on as another youth pastor. What a journey. Yeah. What a journey. And so you education in worship arts, Mm -hmm. which I have heard you lead worship and such a gifted heart and, and, and talent for, for worship. So grateful for that. But God had another idea. Yeah. And that um, in using those skills, your calling really developed into a youth ministry position. Is that right? Yeah. Well, and a funny thing, too, um, a few months before I got that phone call, mm-hmm. um, I had just gotten married and I was just throughout my own Bible study. There were some God was laying some things on my heart that um, and I just started writing like they turned into lessons. It was really funny. And as I was reading through these lessons, I'm like, you know, a, a teenager would really get what I was saying. And I started praying about it just like, okay, God, you know, this is interesting. Why am I doing this right now? Why are you laying these on my heart? And it was so funny when I got that call that I'm like, Oh, that's why. Okay. Like, okay. And I've learned that there's, there's so much more in the giftings that God has given me that I get to glorify him with, um, than just music. 
Yeah. There's, there's also a love to teach and to be goofy, um, with the students and, right. um, watch them have their aha moments. And so, Amen. yeah. Amen. Thanks, Brittany. Jason, how about yourself? How did you come to be a youth leader, a youth pastor? Yeah, my journey was also quite an adventure, but a little bit different than Brittany's. I grew up not having any desire to be a pastor. In fact, I was terrified of public speaking. And so I thought that was the biggest roadblock to doing anything ministry related. And so I, uh, I through some, some mission trips that I went on, I thought I was called to the medical field. And really that was out of a desire to help people. And uh, along the way, along the way, you know, I, uh, I grew up in Casper and Harold was my youth pastor actually, which was kind of yeah. wild. So anything that I do well, this that's is really, on me. Really anything fun I do, for me, by oh, the way. Oh man. This is a ton of fun. It's fun. So yeah. anything, you know, anything that, um, you know, if I do something wrong in youth ministry, you can blame Harold's influence. <laughs> that's totally true. No, but <laughs> you know, all serious, all, you know, all joking aside, I, I grew a lot in that and had some ministry opportunities, some leadership opportunities through Harold's leadership to, to really, um, help other students, um, you know, walk with Jesus. And then I went to, went off to college and I realized that my, uh, I was pursuing the medical field and my priorities got kind of jumbled up a little bit. And so I mm. went from pursuing uh, this desire to help others and do it in the name of Jesus to really glorifying myself. And so, um, mm. I had a really hard, a really hard moment a couple of years into college, um, where the minute the, the medicine thing was not working out, I was not enjoying it. And so, uh, I was just miserable and I, I, I had to really readjust, the way I was looking at it and through a lot of prayer and a lot of uh, seeking some counsel, I realized that uh, I was not glorifying God and I needed to get back on track. And part of that journey was to, you know, God laying on my heart that this call to, to youth ministry. And, yeah. and so from there, it's been a really exciting journey. Uh, I also had the chance to intern here at Highland Park um, as, a, as a youth ministry intern. And so I spent a lot of time uh, here uh, with students and just learning a lot. And, um, and so just recently stepped on here um, following after uh, one of my, my biggest mentors here at, High, at Highland Park. So it's been quite a journey, and God has really done some crazy things in my heart um, along the way. So It's an awesome story because here's what somebody maybe listening to this might think, oh, he went to medical school and couldn't cut it, right? So now he's exactly. a youth pastor, right? <laughs> exactly. But yeah. the strange thing is you were knocking it out as, as in med, med school. You were doing fine there, but it just wasn't. You recognized had a crisis of the heart, really, that mm-hmm. said, you know, this is not where I've yeah. Med school might be for me. Yeah. I was, I was cutting it, but, uh, I was not happy doing it and I was not, um, I was not feeling the fulfillment of, of doing that. I honestly was struggling with some anxiety and some depression and trying to pursue things that God was not calling me to and some things that, yeah. um, just were not, not meant God didn't have that in my, in my future. And it was me pushing up against the will of God for a while. And that made things <laughs> didn't go so well for me until I had a little bit of a come to Jesus moment there. And you got recently married as well. I did. Yeah. And yeah. An amazing woman. I, mm-hmm. I know you married up because absolutely. I, I, I know you. <laughs> and uh, no, she's amazing. She, she truly is. Well guys, so today's topic, um, I'm really looking forward to this because as, as Jason mentioned, I served in youth ministry a lot of years myself and now having these guys here, um, and I've worked with a lot of other youth pastors. So we've always had this conversation around, man, I just wish the parents of my teens would know this. If I somehow I had a relationship or a way to, to, to get this to, you know, to them that they could hear this. So that's what today's about is giving you an opportunity to communicate to parents what you wish they always knew. And to start that, I'll just tell you yesterday, I spoke with a, with a former youth pastor and, uh, and he shared a tough story. He said, you know, he'd done for, he'd done youth ministry for a lot of years. And he said, Harold, I just had to stop. Um, cause my heart was just heavy with the inability to partner with parents. And some of his greatest disappointments was his, um, 
were the parents of his teens and, and how um, they in one way or another either were knocking it out helping him or were doing just the opposite, were hindering his ability, you know, his goals and objectives for, for ministering to his teens. So guys, let's talk a little bit about that real quick. Just what, when a, a youth comes into your ministry, what's your goal for that person, him or, him or her? What's your objectives? What are you hoping to accomplish? Who wants to take that? Well, so here, uh, so at Highland Park, you know, our, our mission statement here is to, you know, taking risks to pursue God and love like Jesus. And right, we want yeah. our youth to walk away knowing that they, even though they are younger, they are part of the church. And so we, mm. we did some work to kind of adapt that, make it more accessible for students. And so we, uh, we live, we have this identity that we're going to be risk takers, God chasers, and peacemakers. And so that's our way of saying, this is how we are part of the church. And this is how we pursue God. This is how we take risks and love like Jesus. And so that's, that's one of the biggest things we want them to come away with is being first, they're a part of the church. And second, they do that by taking these risks and doing it to pursue God and love others. Brittany, how does that, that's, that's excellent. Brittany, how do you, how do you see that working out with, with the youth that you work with? How does, what's that look like? Um, well, you know, I think a big, uh, <laughs> we have some difficult conversations at lots of different times. Yeah. Um, I know I even just had one with middle schoolers who, uh, you know, they, they came into my, uh, the Sunday morning class that we do. And we were asking about like, Hey, uh, what does it mean to be a Christian? What does it mean to be a Christ follower? And they're like, you know, the generic answer is like, Oh, well you believe in God and you're a good person. And we had this amazing moment where I yeah. got to be like, okay, wait, does it mean we're just going to be good people like here on earth? Does it just mean that like, we're just good people, good citizens. And yeah, yeah. and we got to, to hash that out and break down to, Oh no, 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 wait, wait, no, it's, it's because Christ has, has given us a gift we didn't deserve. And we've been brought from death to life through that. And out of that, that's where that good comes from. Um, and so it was really cool to see, um, you know, I had about mostly sixth and seventh grade, um, kids in that class and yeah. just watching their faces go, Oh, Oh wait. Okay. You know, they're going from that concrete, um, little bit black and white mindset of, right. okay, well, you know, Christians are good people. That's black and white, but there's so much more in depth there. And so I think yeah. that's a big thing that we get to see, um, throughout those different phases from middle school and high school where they, they transition out of that black and white concrete, to start to see a little bit more of the, the abstract of this um, and how, uh, how it goes so much deeper than right. surface level things. Right. That's, that's always fascinating for me when you come into a, with sixth grade, right? Sixth grade through 12th grade, you'll definitely see that, that development from concrete operational into abstract reasoning where they start asking more in-depth questions and they don't just want to give you the rote answers. They, they no longer are just uh, on their coattails of their parents' faith. They really started wrestle with some tough questions. When I think of taking risks, I think about the teenagers who just blatantly came out to their family and to their friends and say, yeah, I don't know if I believe this, you know, yeah. I don't really know. Yeah. And this, you know, I, I see that my parents do. I see that a lot of my friends do, but I don't know if I do believe this. Why in the world? That was my favorite question for teens in youth ministry was, why do you believe what you believe? Regardless of what you say you believe, just own it. Tell me why you believe that's. So I love that, that risk takers. Yeah, that, that is awesome. So now you have these goals. You have that goal and objective for your teens, right? What do you want uh, from parents? What would you, how can parents best serve their kids? Because that's what we believe, right? We're here to serve those teens that we are blessed with the opportunity to have in ministry. Um, how could parents best partner with you 
And what would you want them to know in, in obtaining that same goal and objective uh, for their kids? What would you want them to know? I would say it's just, it, it is a partnership and um, any good partnership there takes, it, it requires work on both ends. Mm. And so uh, I think sometimes there's a disconnect between between youth workers, youth pastors and parents, because sometimes parents have the expectation, they don't, maybe they don't know any better, but they, the, you know, the expectation is there that the youth pastor is solely responsible for the spiritual formation, the, the growth of their students. And I think that, I think that causes a disconnect there that we need, I think it's, it's a partnership. It's, it requires more than just one side putting in the effort. And so it's a collaboration, I would say, where yeah. the youth, the youth worker works with the parent, but the parent is, is, has the most influence, you know, in that, in the life of that student. Yeah. We've seen that in research, right, Brittany? What? Yeah, no. Um, you know, just to piggyback of what, off of what Jason said, just yeah. that, you know, we get two to three hours max right. a week with the students, maybe a couple more when we, when we take them on a weekend retreat. Um, but that's, that's it. That pales in comparison to the influence that, yeah. that parents have on their kids. Um, and I actually, I have a quote here from, um, this book, I think it was a Doug Fields that did sticky faith. Correct. It is Dr. Kara Powell. Kara oh, Powell. Yeah. sorry. Yeah, sorry about that. Kara Powell. It's okay, Doug. My you bad. got a little free hey, perks there, but it was Doug, Kara. Doug, you're awesome. Sorry, Doug. <laughs> Doug, you're awesome. Yeah, well, he, he took this, or they took this quote from uh, someone else anyways, but uh, <laughs> Dr. Christian Smith from the University of Notre Dame um, says this, says, most teenagers and their parents may not realize it, but a lot of research in the sociology of religion suggests that the most important social influence in shaping young, young people's religious lives is the religious life modeled and taught to them by their parents. Amen. 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 And we, and we know that for a fact, yeah. right? That we have just a, an hour or two, three hours a week compared to the hours that parents have. And so, um, and beyond that, yeah. our attention is divided in yes. those three hours. We, That's right. we serve multiple, you know, 50 plus students. Yeah. Um, every, and during those three hours that we see a student. So, a parent has, well, they may have multiple children. They have much more time one-on-one with that student than, than we would. And so um, it's true that they have the most, the most opportunity to be an influence yeah. with, in the lives of their children. Yeah. And that, there was a season, guys, back, and this is dating me, right? So 25 years ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a while ago. Um, there was the idea that all right, parents would drop their kids off the church and the church would take responsibility for the spiritual development of those teens. Okay. And they just said, okay, we, that, that was our role. And so we tried that, and we found out rather quickly we can't do that because regardless of what we do in those two to three hours that we might have in a divided attention span, that it, it was negated easily by the influence in, in, in of parents mm-hmm. and, and, and of peers. And so it is a collaborative effort. When I think of collaboration, the first word I think of is communication. Mm-hmm. So how could parents communicate with you better about what's going on in the lives of their son or daughter? Well, yeah, there, I mean, there are many avenues that, um, we have available. Um, I mean, obviously starting with, you know, you can, you can reach out to us here at the church. You can call us, um, you can email us. Um, we actually do offer, um, a monthly emailing, um, thing that we do for parents that gives you guys, um, little tools and encouragement and gives you updates on what we're covering in youth group as, as well as things that, you know, just anything that's going on that, um, you may want to be aware of. And, and it goes beyond logistics. Um, it really does go beyond that. It, you know, goes into, 
into like, Hey, these are the topics. Start having these conversations with your kids at home. Right. Um, and so, yeah. And the way to sign up for that, if, if anyone is interested is, um, just go to hpcc.church slash ministries slash youth. Um, right. and on that page, there is a link to sign up for monthly parent emails. Excellent. So, I mean, we have all these vehicles of communication nowadays, right? Text messaging, social media, you know, that whole thing as a phone, it's that thing you put to your ear once in a while and use, but, um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we know, we understand that's not just for the relationship between you and the students. You're asking that parents would use that same venues of communication with you and, and have an ongoing dialogue with you. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? What else, what else could they do as far as to partner and to communicate with you guys? I think one of the biggest issues sometimes with parents, um, there's those unspoken expectations that they have ah, of us. And that's where a lot of the yeah. breakdown in out the relationship that we have with them, mm-hmm. a lot of that breakdown comes through the lack of that communication. And sometimes when we don't meet those expectations, it causes frustration and we don't even know that's a, th- that's even a thing. And so um, it's helpful to, if, if there's an issue um, that a parent has, you know, with, with a youth worker, youth pastor, um, go to them directly and make that, you know, do it lovingly, graciously, but at least make that, make that expectation known and where it's not being met. And Mm -hmm. if it's something that we can address, something that we can do, we would absolutely want, I mean, we don't want there to be a breakdown in that relationship because that's so crucial. Um, And if it's something that we believe is essential, something that we, um, Mm -hmm. we might push back and challenge parents a little bit, but that's part of a relationship. You know, we we do want to be in relationship with our parents because that helps them and their students grow. And so we don't want there to be a breakdown in that relationship where there's no communication. And so if there are expectations that are causing issues between us and a parent, we want, we want to know about it so we can address it and, and try to make that right. Yeah, That's excellent. Absolutely. That's excellent. So um, on occasion, we'll enter into a conflict with the parents of our, of our teens, right? And, uh, and as a marriage and family therapist, I know the absolute necessity of resolving conflict is effective communication. And so between a youth leader and the parents, you're saying, you guys, we need to communicate and, and, uh, and know what those expectations are. Uh, another thing to consider is, is ownership about um, the roles that you play, yeah. recognizing and, and being able to say that I, I'm not the parent and I'll never take the role of the parent. Yeah. But that being said, um, I do have a role in the life of your son or daughter. Absolutely. And uh, so owning your, you know, staying in your lane, right? You know what yeah, you're exactly. yeah. So, um, so communicating, um, what else would you like to know or, or like uh, parents to know, uh, so you would like him to communicate more effectively with you and to communicate not just when it's easy, but when it's conflictual also, to, to have that type of honest, intimate relationship with them. Um, what else would you like to, them to know? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, you mentioned staying in our lanes, and it's helpful to know what those are. And so like we said earlier, mm-hmm. I think parents, uh, I believe it's, you know, research shows that parents have the greatest influence, the greatest opportunity to influence their children and so mm-hmm. something that I think is is tragic and unfortunate is that sometimes we don't leverage that opportunity we don't take advantage of that opportunity as parents and so uh, there's just there's a constant need to connect with students and um, we believe in relational ministry not you know, not only between us and the students and between us and the parents but also between the parents and the students and I think there like we go. said the yeah. the parents spiritual lives there's that they model for their students that's what teaches students the best and so there needs to be a relationship there with students because that's parents between parents and students, excuse me. So that's the best, the best means of, of communicating what is important. And so there needs to be opportunity space for relationship there. And that's the role of the parent as being, having the most opportunity to influence their students. 
That's awesome, yeah. Jason. What I heard, heard you just say there was modeling. I heard you say, yeah. man, I just wish the parents of my kids would model to them the disciplines that I'm trying to encourage them to develop. Absolutely. If they could hear me say it and say and, and encourage them, say, hey, guys, prayer and, and reading your scriptures and stuff like that, it's, 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 it's awesome and it's important. But then if they could go home and actually see these people who have the greatest influence in their lives actually modeling that for them. Absolutely. Is that yeah. what? Is that yeah. what yeah, that's excellent. That's huge. Well, and I, I think uh, I, I've had a few conversations um, with some parents that, you know, they've they've struggled making, you know, church mandatory for their kids. Mm, and, yeah. and I know that's I I can't even pretend to understand how difficult that can be depending sure. on your circumstance and totally respect that. Um, but I think it is um, really important to understand, like, what is a, as a parent, like, what is your responsibility in, in setting your kids up? Yeah. And then allowing them to choose what they choose, yeah. you know, in, in saying like, Hey, I'm going to model this. And I'm going to say, Hey, we go to, we go to church on Sunday morning, or you guys attend youth group and you know, I'm dragging you there and I'm taking you there and you may be struggling with it, but I'm just, I'm modeling this. I go to my community group, I'm studying my Bible and, 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 and doing as much as you can to set them up for watching it and, and learning and seeing it. But at the same time, respecting that, you know, their decision to pursue that or to not pursue that does fall on them right. and to still love them and pray for them through that. Yep. Um, yeah. Like we can't even sit here and pretend like we've got like the five step way of being the best parent to a teenager here because uh, no circumstance is the same by any means. Yeah. And and I love that, Brittany, that you're you're recognizing and saying, you know, I'm. I'm a youth pastor, but I don't, I'm not an expert on your child. Exactly. I mean, they're your exactly. child. And so you need to teach me what I need to know about your child. Going yes. back to that communication, right. Um, of, of, of helping me know what their world is. Cause we only see that snapshot mm-hmm. of, of their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's exactly right. And I love that, that honesty and transparency that you have in an intimate relationship with a student and, and a youth leader. Um, and hope that that's also modeled at home, that, that their parents have that same thing with them. But they're going to get tough questions, and they're going to get tough challenges. And I was th- thinking as you said that, but and this is awesome, because here we are asking, wanting to say, what does every youth pastor want parents to know about their youth ministry, right? But the equal, opposite could be equally as, as valuable. What does every parent want their youth pastors to know about their kid, Right. And it still goes back to that communication, that, that, that collaboration, yeah. that, that, that um, team of wanting to serve that student. Very, very good. Guys, um, this is fun. So keep going. Tell me, what else would we want our, our parents to know about what it is to be in your role and to serve in the way you do? You know, I mentioned that uh, we, the, the, the parent has the role of being the, the greatest influence in the, the life of a student. And part yeah. of that, they just, there needs to be a relationship there. And whether that, you know, there is a modeling of the values that a parent has, um, whether that be being in, in Christian community or whatever that may be. That's part of it. But another part of it is just to get to know your student and just to to show them that you love and care about them, regardless of what they believe and what they do. But you really genuinely want to be a part of their lives. And that that relationship, that creating space for that, where there's no distractions, where you are solely in relationship with that student, with that kid, that that shows them that they can trust you with the big questions and with the things that they, that they're struggling with. And that that's huge because they're going to wrestle with these questions and they're going to go somewhere with them. They're going to confide in somebody. And we want that to be obviously you as their parent, we want them to come to you and confide in you. And if, if they don't feel that trust, if they don't have that relationship, they're already established where they know that you care about them. If they don't have that, they're going to go to the things that they do believe the people they do believe care about them. And that may be us, but it may also be people that uh, are not going to, effective them uh, you know 
influence them in a positive way. And so right. we want to have a relationship there where they feel comfortable, they feel safe to bring those big questions. And that's, I think that's huge. Um, as, as a parent, that's a huge role that you have. And it's, it can be a, a real, a real genuine, um, you know, just a, pl- a, a, a pleasure, like a, you know, a, a blessing for parents to have that, but it also could be hard. And so, mm-hmm. um, that's, but that's huge. That relational aspect is huge. I love your heart there, Jason. What I heard, and and the youth pe- pastors that I know, some of, these, some of my favorite people in the world, you, you can, it's unmistakable the love they have for the students that they get to serve. They've got this weird gift of God that they see a value for a season of life that they, they say, and they, they relate to it in such a way, so empathetically that they say, that's tough being a 13 or a 17-year-old person in this world trying to make sense of God and, and their, their own identity and all that. And so what I hear you saying is, please, parents, recognize the struggle, the empathetic, be empathetic with your teens and recognize that they're, they're little, little adults, you know, and, and they have questions and they have that. And so you're wanting parents to, um, to do that, just to give them the, the freedom to maybe individuate and to say, here's what I believe and why I believe it and to disagree, right. And to, to challenge those, those beliefs that, um, oftentimes as parents, we're insecure, you know, that, that our, if our son or daughter would come to us and say, yeah, I get that you say you believe in Jesus, but why? And we may not know exactly as adults, you know, if we're insecure in that, we'll get defensive, we'll shut them down with, you know, and it's like, but rather than doing that, just say, let's figure this out together. That's a great question. You know what? I'm glad you asked and, um, let's do this. And yeah. so that, yeah. Yeah, no, ab- absolutely. And I think there's huge value, um, in, in the, this simple answer of, you know, I don't know. Yeah. But that, but that's honest. That's transparent. You're yeah. getting real with your kid. That's, that's relationship right there is, is saying, I don't know, but let's discover it together. Let's, let's talk about it. You know, let's work mm-hmm. through it. Tell me, you know, what you think and, you know, start from there and not to just not to be afraid to mm-hmm. jump in, even if you don't fully know the answer. Yeah. Yeah. As a youth pastor of you, You've had an intimate relationship, really a close connection with, with a teen in your ministry, only to recognize that that teen does not have that with their parents. Mm-hmm. And that grieves your heart. Yeah. So as a, as yeah. a youth leader, Definitely. you're saying, this kid's amazing, and you're missing out on a, an incredible person. Rather than trying to control them, relate to them, and love them, and watch how you, your, your relationship you're transformed. Because as we will always go back to, the statistics are real, that there is no greater influence in the life of a young person than their parents. It's just not good or bad. You have the greatest degree of influence. Um, so guys, now uh, here's, let me switch this up a little bit. Okay. Cause now I want to talk about, okay, you're putting yourself empathetically in the role of the parent, say knowing what they must be trying to do. Okay. What could you give them as some tools? What could you say, Hey guys, if you'll do this, for instance, being real and transparent with your, with your son or daughter, what else could they do? What would you want them to know to support them in helping their children grow in their journey with Jesus? So I think, you know, that there's this, um, I think we, we believe that off, off, well, asking open-ended questions is helpful, and that's a huge thing is asking oh. these questions that they can, they can answer. But I also think, you know, they don't just need to have these answers or these questions to ask. They also need to have the experience of their parent. Like Brittany said, um, a quote earlier, that they need to have something that is modeled for them. And their, yeah. the, their parents their model for them is going to be huge. And so um, when you ask these questions, also be prepared, you know, to, to share some experiences um, and some, okay. maybe some, some hangups, some questions, some wrestling that you've done 
mm. um, as their parent and 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 show them how how you made it through that, how you have deal, dealt with those questions, and maybe are still dealing with those questions, and that that can be so helpful um, in when those students are asking those questions and when they're being asked these hard questions, it's helpful to know that they're not the only ones wrestling with them, but you have done that as well. Mm-hmm. And so to, to, to share your experience with them is huge. That is awesome. Well said. Yeah. I think in my experience with um, talking with students, especially some students who um, are wrestling with their faith, like really like skeptic doubting, maybe not even believing in Christ at all. Um, you know, I found that all of the conversations I have, um, need to be relationally based that I can't just jump in and be like, Oh, well, why don't you believe that? And, and then, um, well, and go farther than that and be like, well, did you know this? And did you know this and this, and just start preaching at them that that doesn't, that doesn't read well. That does not, Mm. you know, that's throwing seeds on bad soil right there, you know? And so having this opportunity to, um, start to build relationships, get to know them, help them, you know, know that, I just, I care about them. I care about who they are and I want to talk about this, but, Mm. um, you know, I think it, you know, if you haven't had those conversations at home already, Mm. I think it's important to not make a night and day difference and just jump in and all of a sudden you're asking, okay, well, what do you, what's the hardest thing to believe about Christianity and what's this and what's this and, but to, to work into it, to, you know, have questions about like, I think you had mentioned something about getting to know your student and just like, Hey, uh, you know, what's, what's your favorite movie? And, you know, like what kind of ice cream do you want to have for dessert tonight? And, um, you know, or what, what's something I can do as a parent, um, that maybe would be better or what's something I do as a parent that frustrates you and, and kind of build those relationships. What a great question for parents to ask. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then be prepared for the answer. Right. Yeah, right? Uh, yeah. Well, absolutely. But it's all geared towards I love you. I want to build my relationship with you. Yeah. And out of that relationship, I want you to know who Jesus is. Amen. And I want you to want to follow him. Mm. But I love you. And that's what's driving that right now. That is awesome. That is excellent. Yep. Doug, going back to modeling. If we want our, our students to love Jesus, they've got to have someone to model for them what a loving relationship looks like. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, that one of the greatest relationships to be modeled in that is that of mother or father, the son or daughter. That is excellent. I also found, we were talking about this earlier, guys, the way that a student speaks value, right, is you find out what what uh, your student values and value that yourself with them. And that's pre- that speaks value to them. It's, it's, it's amazing how that works. Um, what a gift, right, to be able to serve the teens. We, it's an incredible privilege. And um, so kind of winding up a little bit here, guys, it, what else would you want to... Um, to make parents understand about what you do. What, what would you like? To, I mean, this is your voice today, guys. What do you want to say? Hey, all right. I mean, be vulnerable yourselves and just say, okay, guys, I really need you to know this. This is, this is my challenge. This is what I'm struggling with as, as your son or daughter's youth leader. What, what would you want to tell them? Whew. That's tough. <laughs> yeah. This has I, been a lot to think about, and yeah. I'm just so excited to have this opportunity, I yeah. think, oh, I don't know, Jason, were you going to say something? I'm sorry. I think just to know that we are constantly seeking to grow. Um, yeah. and so we pre, you know, we definitely want to hear how we could be doing things better and how we could improve in our ministry. And we just finding new ways to grow because it's not, you know, we don't want to just do this for the sake of ourselves. And so we want to do it for the sake of, of your students. And if we can improve in any way mm-hmm. to make it, to make our ministry more effective and to reach more students and do it in a better, you know, 
as best we can, we, we value your, you know, your input. And so we are always looking to grow. Um, and we do have a little bit of expertise, a little bit of experience doing this. And so there are some things that we, we do believe, um, are good and are right for, for your students, but there are also some things that we don't like, we don't know your individual student as well as you do. And so, um, just always having that constant, you know, feedback loop kind of thing, if you will, to always have this constant communication is huge. And we would love to continue to grow in that based on, on your input. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, in my experience, I've seen that parents can either be your, uh, your biggest advocate or your biggest adversary. Um, and, and, and I would want to say to any parent that it's, it's more than just like, okay, tell us how to improve, but like, we care about you. We want to relate with you and talk with you. If there are things that you just need to talk with us and have us pray with you about, you know, we want to know those things and we want to support you as the parent in that way. That is excellent guys. What I'm hearing from both of you is that you want to be a a part of a team Yes. Uh, to serve the, the, the child that's in front of you and recognizing again, humbly and honestly, that we, that's mom and dads, we will never be able to take your role, nor should we. It's by God's design that moms and dads raise their children and that you want to come along as, as a collaborative, a supportive person to that effort and raising up a child in the way they should go and uh, wanting feedback, wanting, uh, again, that honest um even sometimes a uh, conflictual relationship, but, but whatever it takes to have that team, because it's all about our kids knowing Jesus. Amen. Mm-hmm. And, and growing in a relationship with him, uh, not based necessarily on comfort or simplicity, but on authenticity, transparency, intimacy, love. So guys, I love you guys so much. I'm so grateful. Um, uh, as a, as a former youth pastor, I, I used to, and, and I love middle school kids and, and, uh, the older I got in, in my fifties and, and, uh, and people were like, you're working with middle school kids. And they're like, there's something wrong with you. And I'm, I agreed with that. And, uh, but I think it's a special something wrong with me that God created and gave me that giftedness to do that and to see the value in the life of that. And I see that in you guys. Yeah. I see that in both of you guys, middle school and high school, the way that you look at these students and you see such an incredible, precious value in front of you and the, and the privilege that you have of speaking truth and love into their lives. So I thank God for you guys. Well, guys, that's Raising Parents Podcast, and I'm so glad you guys joined us today. And I hope you'll uh, uh, share this with friends and that you will subscribe and and that we will see you again. Um, God bless you, and God bless our children. Thank you.